You're listening to Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks for tuning in. It is Throwback Thursday. We've been talking about issues that used to dominate news headlines but sort of fizzled out over the years. We were talking about Star Wars, which is both a throwback and a present issue, given that the new movie opens tonight. Now we want to pivot just a little bit and talk a little bit differently about Star Wars. The, the, the movie got us thinking about the old proposed American missile defense system, commonly called Star Wars. Uh, That's what President Reagan was championing in the 1980s. Not only does this tie into our conversation today about Star Wars, the movies, but it also ties into our recent conversations about nuclear war, our sense of security as a nation, and whether or not we've actually made much progress on the international stage since the end of the Cold War. Here's then-President Ronald Reagan talking about Strategic Defense Initiative, or Star Wars, in 1983. Let me share with you a vision of the future which offers hope. It is that we embark on a program to counter the awesome Soviet missile threat with measures that are defensive. Let us turn to the very strengths in technology that spawned our great industrial base and that have given us the quality of life we enjoy today. What if free people could live secure in the knowledge that their security did not rest upon the threat of instant U.S. retaliation to deter a Soviet attack, that we could intercept and destroy strategic ballistic missiles before they reached our own soil or that of our allies? That, of course, was Ronald Reagan talking about his proposal for a missile defense system back in the 1980s. Joining us now to talk about Star Wars, the missile defense system, is Peter Trumbor. He's an associate professor of political science and an expert in foreign policy and national security at Oakland University. Peter, welcome to Detroit Today. Hi, thanks, Stephen. Yeah. Uh, So uh, this other Star Wars was not fun. It was not uh, entertainment. It was, uh, I can remember as a kid in the 1980s, uh, thinking very seriously about this uh, and being very worried about nuclear war and what it would mean if that happened. Um, SDI, to me, was always kind of a, a, a crazy idea. I always thought, that's not the way that we will survive uh, a nuclear conflict, and that's not the way to think about trying to defuse all of this. Uh, it seemed more like an escalation, but uh, you teach about uh, this, this, this time period and these issues. Tell me what you tell your students about SDI. Well, I think you and I are of, of, of roughly the same age, and so I remember very well, as, as you do, what, what that climate was like back in the early 1980s. Mm-hmm. It was a, a period where the, where the Cold War looked like it was potentially going to heat up. There was a lot of very inflammatory rhetoric, and, and Reagan did have this, this image and, and, a, and a real sort of position of being sort of a staunch anti-communist and, and, and a vehement foe of the Soviet Union. You know, this is the old evil empire days. And, and Reagan also fundamentally saw that the, and believed that the basis of, of nuclear deterrence, uh, you know, resting on mutually assured destruction, you know, he thought of that as a, as a mutual suicide pact and, and believed that if it was possible to uh, protect the United States from a Soviet, um, you know, first strike, then, then that would be better for everyone. At least that was the, the publicly stated logic. Yeah. You know, what I tell my students uh, is that, not only was this sort of technologically fanciful, I mean, what, what Reagan envisioned were orbital laser platforms shooting down missiles, you mm-hmm. know, as they were flying through the, you know, uh, through space. You know, not only was the technology beyond anything that we would have been capable of in the 1980s or even are capable of now, 
But it was understood by a lot of folks, including the Soviets, that a, a functional missile defense system, rather than increasing security, would fundamentally destabilize right. the nuclear balance between the two countries. And so the Soviets firmly believed that if we, uh, if we were on the verge of, of being able to put into place a functional missile defense system like what Reagan envisioned, that they had few options other than to strike before we were able to put that into operational right, right. Uh, capability. You know, and so this idea that somehow we're going to we're going to defuse MAD with a with a missile shield actually had the the opposite impact. And so that's really what I what I focus on when I talk about this that system at that time and and its effect on that nuclear balance. Yeah. Um, talk about how how genuine you believe Reagan was. I mean, you heard that clip yeah. of him uh, speaking about it, but but he had to know that there was no technological uh, possibility of this of this happening. He had to know that the Soviet response to this uh, would make things worse. Was he just trying to was he just trying to pad our sense of security and safety as Americans at a time when like as you point out, I mean, as as a teenager, I could remember coming home every day and thinking, "Is this the day? Is this the right. day that uh, there's a nuclear war?" Uh, yeah, uh, you know, I I think that's possible. I mean, you know, we had grown up with this idea that that if something happened, that it would lead to the end of of human civilization. I mean, that was that was the atmosphere growing up, and even in the 1980s, certainly you have to imagine how much more that was in the in sort of the cultural consciousness even in the, in the in the two decades prior to that. So I think that's part of it, that, that Reagan uh, probably legitimately wanted to reassure the American people that there was a path forward, you know, that he could have this firm stance against the Soviets, but that didn't mean that the U.S. was, was ultimately sort of condemned to a, the potential for nuclear annihilation. But by the same token, um, I think there was some sense that they could figure the technology out. I mean... It was a, a big, forward-looking scientific initiative that, for it to work, would have required the United States making all kinds of technological leaps, which could have applications in other areas, just as so many other defense programs have had. So you can sort of see it kind of in two ways. Yes, it's a legitimate uh, idea about uh, trying to reassure the American people that there's some sense that maybe the technology could be pulled off and that if it, if it could, then it would have larger ripple effects that would sort of cement the United States in this position of technological leadership in all kinds of areas, right? Yeah. Not yeah. just laser technology, but, but also, you know, uh, radar and sensing and all mm -hmm. these other things. And, mm -hmm. and so you can sort of see why it would be an attractive idea. Um, it very quickly became a partisan issue. You know, the Star Wars label was slapped on it um, not sort of not affectionate out of a, not, right. not out, of, out of a sense that this is a great idea, but more of a sense of mockery. Yeah. Um, but look, it's 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 legacy lingers on. We still we we've, we've never abandoned missile defense. Uh, we've spent something like 170 billion dollars on missile defense programs since 1983. Wow. Uh, the Missile Defense Agency was established specifically for the purpose of of managing missile defense for the United States, and it gets about a 10 billion dollar annual budget. Wow. Wow. Um, so, you know, we still have it. Back in October, 
Uh, President Trump said that he believed that the United States had a 97% chance of being able to shoot down an incoming North Korean missile. Yeah, I remember him missile, saying that, yeah. Uh, which, is, which is incredibly off in terms I was of... I say, uh, but this is somebody who says things all the time that are not yeah, uh, particularly uh, true. Yeah, hope he doesn't believe that we have a 97% chance. <laughs> right, right. But, but, and I'm glad you bring up North Korea because I feel like some of the, the jockeying that is going on between our president and, and, and their leader is reflective of this sort of SDI moment. And, yeah. and Trump talking about shooting down missiles is maybe that same rhetorical move that Reagan was making. Except, see, here's where it gets tricky, right? Because the, the question that you have to ask is, does, does Trump himself believe the things that he says? If he believes that that figure is accurate, then that creates all kinds well, of perverse insane, incentives yeah. to push the envelope, you know, to, to be increasingly provocative, to risk a, a North Korean retaliation. If you think you can survive retaliation, there's very little reason to hold back. And that's what the Soviets understood, and that's why they saw Star Wars as so potentially dangerous. And that's what many defense planners in the United States understood about missile defense. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, that's the real risk. If you think you're safe then why, why play it safe, right? right? If you think you can get away with it, why not push the envelope? And that's the real fear with any of these defensive systems. Yeah, yeah. There's all kinds of other things, right? right? There's all kinds of other issues, but that's a big one, right? Yeah. What does it encourage policymakers uh, to do? To do. All right, Peter Trumbor, Associate Professor of Political Science and expert in foreign policy and national security at Oakland University. You going to go see the new Star Wars movie soon, Peter? I am. I'm going to wait for my son to get back from college, though, so we can go see it together. Uh, that's really great. Uh, all right, well, thanks for being here on Detroit Today. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, no problem. Uh, that's going to do it for me today. I hope we'll be back tomorrow. I hope you will, too. This is 101.9 WDET, Detroit's public radio station. It's community service of Wayne State University. We'll see you tomorrow.